0: From E to Zimbra, this is You talking Talking Heads, am I talking head? The comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things Talking Heads. This is good. Rock and roll. (coughs) Uh, Music. Welcome to the show. Very exciting show today. We're going to be talking about... The album Speaking in Tongues today. That's right. Speaking in Tongues. And we, and we have a very special guest who's going to be joining us. We have actor, writer, director. Uh, uh, actor, writer, director, uh, uh, magician, uh, other things. You know him as the director of Wet Hot American Summer. David Wayne will be joining us here. But before we get to that, I want to say that my name is Scott Ackerman, and I have a co-host who I want to introduce. He is, uh, you know him from Parks and Rec. You know him from the this summer's game show, Don't, which is coincidentally what I said to myself when I thought of recording it. Please welcome Adam Scott. Hi. Hey. You uh, able to talk at a normal level today? I am, uh, as you can hear, I'm living loud and I'm living proud. <laughs> Our last episode, uh, 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 towards the end, there you had to suddenly shush yourself. So I did. If that if that happens uh, during this, we will, uh, uh, of course, uh, tell everyone why. Well, that's usually something like going when, on in the next room. Yeah, when you yes. have roommates, you sometimes have. Wait, to Wait, you have concerned. roommates? Aren't you a successful actor? It doesn't matter how successful you are. It's always, always. Appropriate and uh, cost it's,
1: efficient? It's,
0: it's, it's actually cost efficient, but it's also, it's really easy on the pocketbook. If you have- That's what cost efficient means. No, 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 they're two separate things. If you have a roommate, it takes a little of the pressure off, think of- Lightens the load. Let's think, think of your pocketbook as a pressure valve. Okay. Okay, I always have, but I will continue to. Okay, just- Continue that thought process. I know sure. as we were speaking, I could just see the wheels turning in your head. Your mm-hmm. pocketbook like, is uh, a pressure he's valve. Made, he's made me think of my pocketbook and now I'm thinking of it as a pressure just valve, of course. keep doing it, keep doing it. Okay. Now, pressure valves, as you know, if you're uh, a plumber or interested in plumbing. I pressure know. valves, they, their kind of main purpose is to take the pressure away from the main line, the main line. You would think a, with a name like pressure valve, when I hear that, I think, oh, this is a valve that's supposed to add a lot of pressure to the main no, line. It but no, it takes it away, Scott. It takes it away from- They should call it a pressure-less valve. This is what I've been saying for years. I've been saying this for years. You check the plumbing message boards, the gas and What is that, askracks.com or uh, where Where do we find those? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is you know askracks.com I mean? backslash- uh, pressure valve, uh, controversy. Oh, so they have a whole, a whole sister site, or a, I guess it's a subset of their site. Yeah. Devoted to this. A brother wow. site. That's right. Yeah. Oh, brother site. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's also did, a men's this rights. Is, this is a pro, This is the problem. Yeah. Why do all these websites get sisters? I know. Can't what they get brothers? brothers? man? Anyway. In any case. Uh, yeah. So think of it as a pressure valve. Think of your it's, pocketbook it's, as, a, as a pressure valve, uh, that's, sort of absorbing pressure for the main line whether it be gas electric uh, or or water electric not so much uh, yeah I mean, electric you it's not I mean I guess you could overload your electricity but that's usually not the problem I mean what with blackouts brownouts yeah what's next purple outs <laughs> I mean <laughs> seriously uh, so having a roommate takes a little pressure off the uh, the pocketbook. How many roommates do you have? Four. Four. What are their names? Steven. Yeah. Uh, Soder. Soder. So that's a first name? That's right. Or did you say Steven Soder? No, it's just- Are you about to say Berg? (laughs) Yeah. Steven Soderberg uh, is his brother. So you- And (laughs) he's just Soder. Okay. So so it's Soder Soderberg. That's right. Oh, okay. Uh, So there's Steven- there's Soder, Soder, and then his their other brother is named Berg. Oh, okay. So it's Soder, Soderberg, and then also Berg, Soderberg. Berg, Soderberg. Okay, and who's the fourth one? Uh, Bialy. Bialy. Yeah. Okay, that's not me, I'm Bialik. That, this is someone totally different, right? It's actually her sister, Bialy. Bialy Bialik? Yeah. And what is Stephen's last name? Soderberg. <laughs> oh, So you have the three Soderbergh brothers there and are you just living at their house? They're not sister. These might not be roommates. This this might be you just like crashing. Are you like out surfing with them? I'm squatting in their guest house. Oh no. What happened to your marriage, to your family? Everything crumbled. (laughs) In between the last episode and this one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's so sorry. A couple of days, but yeah. I'm so so sorry what happened what'd you do to fuck it up? I'm assuming it's you, but no i I actually I, I still don't know, but that's fine. You don't know because she didn't tell you or you don't know because you weren't willing to listen she she wanted to tell me and I was like, you know what don't worry about it uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna go over to to uh, to Soder's place and soderberg and, and Steven's place and uh we'll talk at some point. Okay, so you just cut her so off So at some point I'll be able to fill you in So how did the conversation go? Because I'm imagining she said, hi, I want a divorce And you said, okay And then she said, let me tell you why And you said, nope, I'm over, I'm you going know, over to Sodis." It started how those conversations usually start Where I walked out uh, I woke up a, a little late And I walked out into the kitchen in the morning How late for, are we talking? Breakfast. You know, at like ten, eleven 11 um, PM? That's right and I walk out for breakfast and everyone's like, you know what? We're just wrapping up dinner. Um, but <laughs> At or, 10 p.m.? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm hungry. And they said, oh, okay, no problem. What would you like? And I'm like, you know what? I get it. And I left. <laughs> okay. So they never, they never even said, okay, wow. I'm sorry to hear. You hate to hear about uh, uh, one of these, uh, you know, Hollywood couples breaking up. But I mean, look- Uh, 50% of all marriages end in divorce and 50% end in death. So, uh, you know, there's just no winning that game. You never know, really. You never know which 50 you're going to get. We hope it's, I mean, I personally hope that uh, I will never die. And uh, I hope that I will stay married until Kulop dies. (laughs) Good Lord. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, this is a terrible, terrible story, but I'm, I'm glad you were able to find an internet hookup and uh, get back on the show. It's going sh- to be, be fine. It's going to be It's going to be all right. All right. We have a big show. I need you in the game here. I need your yeah. you know your mental space to be— uh, yeah, 100%. Or you to be in your mental space. I'm, I'm 100% sure. here. Okay. I'd prefer you at 110 but if you can only do 100, I just 100, added 10%. We're ready to go. <laughs> okay, we're ready to go because we have a big guest here. But before we get to him, I want to introduce myself. My name is Scott Ackerman and I am uh the I'm the main host of You Talking Talking Heads to My Talking Head and I also have a sidekick kind of like uh, Who are some of the famous sidekicks? Uh Tattoo. Tattoo. I you know, he wasn't the first that came to mind, but Hervé Villachez, he uh just an indelible performance as tattoo that captured the imagination of the American public so much so that there were t-shirts made of it. I I, I think I remember being in in church when I was young and someone uh, uh arriving in a t-shirt that said De Plain De Plain, and we all just thought it was so funny. Like, look at this guy he 's got a t shirt that says "De plain de plain," just like he says on the fantasy Island show amazing that and what you talking about willis uh, it was a rich time in <laughs> it certainly culture. was between de plain De plain and what you talking about Willis. It was a time of catchphrases that made fun uh, and celebrated uh, the ways uh, that certain ethnic groups Uh, Speak. Speak, (laughs) yes. some might terrific time. Some might say that they became catchphrases because uh, America liked to laugh at that type of thing. What do you think? (laughs) I think that's true. Can you imagine if uh, 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 it it was a uh, 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 non-POC actor doing De Plane, Plane, and he just said, look, boss, the plane. Right. The plane. Would it have ever taken off? If he was not a... Uh, I'm talking about a, the plane. Would it have taken off? No, it never would have left the airport. And if he was not a little person either. Uh, well, that's went, the part that we don't like to talk about is... Uh, just a man walking up to... A white man walking up to Mr. Burke and saying, Hey, the plane's the planes here. I, I Although I will say the fact that Hervé was a little person made it unique and maybe we paid attention to it a little more. I don't think that had any bearing on the popularity of De Plain De Plain. I think it was all just the way he spoke. You wanna you wanna make a bet on this? Yeah, I want to make a bet on this. You know me. Okay. What, what kinda what kind I'm of odds how can you look up an opinion? Okay, but uh what kind of odds are you giving me? I'm giving you uh let's see. Uh I'll give you 10 to 1. 10 to 1. So yeah. So, I'm going to bet a million dollars. Okay. All right. And, and I'll i get put down... I, I get 10 million if I'm right. That's fine. And you get a million if you're right. Was DePlane popular <laughs> because of the nom- nomenclature? <laughs> are, who are you asking, by the way? Is it the internet? Oh, the, Okay. For the height of said nomenclature speaker. <laughs> how many? How many? Uh, by the way, if that was in quotes, <laughs> then I, I, I can only imagine how many uh, uh, Google entries you would get, but how many came back after that? Well, the first one is a New York Times article from 2009 that says speaker's plane becomes point of criticism. Hmm. So I don't think that's what we're although may I don't know i I would suggest we read that article in full and yeah, uh, we'll, we'll uh, put it up on the see uh, if anything comes up yeah we'll we'll make it a link but uh i I think and by the way, I don't know whether this is an episode uh or not, but I think we were talking about famous sidekicks yeah oh no I think it I'm pretty sure that was a an episode of famous sidekicks bro so it had no Theme song, it had no welcome to the show or anything like that. It was just an episode. That's sort of one of the signature moves of that particular <laughs> podcast is that they they just sneak it in. There's no theme song. Mm. Uh, it, it just happens. It occurs. Wow. I can only imagine what the theme song would have been hmm. for Sidekicks. I wonder what it is. Let's see. Let me, uh, 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 let me think about this one second. Maybe rancid sidekick the song sidekick by rancid yeah do we want to hear a little oh, bit of that just in I don't case thanks so. you don't like rancid hey mm-hmm. oh, yeah, what do you have against rancid i i don't think i have any i just don't think i ever cared uh as a uh, 2000 era punk Rock gr- uh, uh, Groups go uh, Not bad uh, uh, Not bad I think uh, Heavily influenced By The Clash And uses uh, A lot of ska And uh, uh, other types Of uh, interesting Ri Oh my God oh, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Um, sure. but yeah, as far as famous sidekicks go, Robin
1: oh,
0: yeah, Robin you got Robin. He's the first one that comes to mind for me. But tattoo, tattoo is a great one. Tattoo is a great one. Uh, Aud- I, I assume you're talking about Audrey Tattoo. Audrey from, Tattoo, yeah, from Amelie. Course, from Amelie, she's the sidekick of that other uh, person in the film. <laughs> That's right. That her we all romantic loved. interest. Yep. <laughs> uh, I think anytime a woman is in a film, she's the sidekick. Am I right? Of the nearest male, <laughs> and not the near, not the male with the most lines. Just whoever is physically nearest. Yes, absolutely. Oh, have you watched Central Park yet? Uh, I, I haven't. It's been out for a few months, uh, uh, not of, uh, as of this recording, but when you're hearing this. But uh, wh- why? Is there a sidekick there? No, I have not seen it yet. I, I'm, I'm excited, though. Why That's bring all it up th- in the middle I, of this show? Because I just, I, as I was scrolling to find out about Tattoo, <laughs> there's an ad for Central Park. So called. let me, let, and I hate to discipline you here in front of the listeners. Sure, list. sure. No, please do. <laughs> but this show isn't, any dumb thing that pops into Adam's head. <laughs> it's you talking talking heads to my talking head, okay? Anything we talk about has to be talking heads related. You know what, Scott? You're right. I know I'm right, and that's why I'm saying it. And you just saying you're right is infuriating me even further. Is because this another, Is this an episode of You're Right? <laughs> I think it is. You made it wrong, Hey, everyone. Welcome to You're Right. Uh, This is Scott. And this is Scott. And you know we have a motto here on the show, when you're right? You're right. I was supposed to say that. I was pausing. Oh, you're right. Sorry. When you're right. You're right. Yeah, I'm, again. Sorry. Dramatically pausing. Have Have you never seen a Shakespeare play? There's dramatic pauses all over the fucking place in those. King Lear, King Lear, King of the Paws is what I I would call him. I saw a wonderful production of King Lear where the entire show was one dramatic pause. Was it canceled that night? (laughs) Yeah, it's because they didn't go up and I was the only one there. I didn't Hmm. know that they had been canceled and it was a big mistake. But in the moment, I thought, this really works are you supposed to root for in that King Lear show? You oh, know, nice. they're all, they're all acting silly, aren't they? Well, the one time I went to see it, nothing happened. It was just nothing a giant Nothing Yeah. Pause. So you don't even know the plot. Nope. <laughs> all right. See you next time. Bye. Bye.
1: Know,
0: right. Good, good app of your right. Yeah. That okay. show right. has promise. It has potential. It really does. Potench. Um, but uh, uh, other other famous sidekicks, I'm having oh, yeah. a hard Let's time. Let's not stop talking about this. Um, thinking of any beyond well, Robin and Tattoo? There's the classic uh, sidekick uh, from uh, from one of the. Uh, yeah, I'll g- I'll give you a hint. I don't want to give me just a little. Give me a taste. Give me a hint. Let me dip okay, my beak in this. Uh, a million dollars. Okay, who was paid a million dollars to be in a movie? Jim Carrey. No, that was okay. $20 right, million yeah. dollars for let the movie. Let me give you what? another hint. Another, okay. hint. another okay. hint. You make me horny, baby. Yeah, baby. Okay, who makes me horny? Well, let's see. Certainly Denise Richards and Wild Things. Yeah, um, of course. Um, okay. I don't um, think I've ever been horny, though, in a movie. Uh, other than that well i was horny when i shot austin powers gold member uh as in my role as young michael kane i was horny the entire day uh on the set there um, can i can but, i, can I yeah. throw an, another hint at you okay um uh the movie that you were just talking about hmm wild things uh, great great bill right. murray performance right uh, But, uh, 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 and a sharp, sharp script, kind of a neo noir, I would say. Wait a minute, is this I Love Films? It certainly is. Hey, everyone, welcome to I Love Films. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And we're talking today about film. We love films, we love them. We love love them. Films. I would in the fuck, marry, kill of Jesus. television songs and films. No question. No question. I'm just gonna fuck, marry, and kill films. One hundred percent. You know the movie, the fi- the film you were talking about, Wild Thing and Things. Is a wonderful film uh, and directed I, I, yeah. by I don't even know, Marty Scorsese. Sure. I mean, let's just say it was. Who knows? Uh, no, the the man that directed uh uh Wild Thing and, and he directed Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. I'm not sure if you saw that film or Miami That's too Blues, scary. another wonderful film. Also too scary. And I think neo noir, you're really on to something there. Uh it's mm-hmm. something you mentioned on a on a different episode of a of a different podcast, but I I really think you Oh yeah, I remember that. You're edging in on where Wild Things falls as far as uh, genre and categorically. I think another great neo-noir, The Matrix, that whole trilogy. Yeah, Neo is all over that. Neo and his buddies, Tank. Remember Tank from the first one, then he doesn't show up again? Best character, best character. (laughs) Hey, Tank. Wasn't there a whole controversy like Tank was like, "Hey man, why am I not in the part two <laughs> i like, watching it, I watched one it. and two right next to each other the other day, and i'm like you you get us invested in these great characters like Tank, and then suddenly uh 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 number two starts, and it's just fucking nuts. there's like people all under the ground and and Essentially, like, Neo has ghosted Tank. <laughs> like, Neo, <Yeah. laughs> Neo touches They're down like the Maddie's. Nebuchadnezzar under the ground. All these human, he wakes up all these humans, and then he's like, Tank, like, starts calling him, going like, hey, Neo, buddy. You want to hang out? You want to go uh, do some kung fu in the, in the Matrix or something? He's like, uh, I, I would, but I'm just so busy with the revolution. Did you really just watch uh, Matrix 1 and 2? I did. And how does number two... Is it your favorite number two? (laughs) I have a new number two. Uh, um, Number two, the freeway chase is pretty good and everything else is just uh, uh, not great. Yeah, and then I remember three being even worse. Yeah, all I remember of number three is being incredibly bored and then one of the characters getting into a giant like... Well, speaking of tanks, it, it almost seemed like a an armored tank or something and like shooting a gun at people or something and i was just Uh like this is not what i go see the matrix for like none of it was spent in the matrix as i recall i don't remember it but i I I remember two being pretty disappointing uh and confusing and corny no that number two had some corn in it it did it had had whole pieces of corn all right we'll see you next time bye (laughs) bye Oh man, <laughs> man! <laughs> those sorry. guys did that. Those guys <laughs> did that sign off while one of the hosts was drinking <laughs> some water. Really, uh, was like chug-a-lugging it. So sorry, but uh, yeah, we'll never think of another sidekick. No, there aren't anymore. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, and you were right. Wild things. That's the movie I was trying to. Find. Yeah, we are of course talking talking heads today, and we're talking about the double platinum album. Speaking. In tongues, and you know, when when you think about doubles, what do we got? What are some of your favorite doubles? Um, you know, I what? like uh, John McEnroe, and uh, 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 uh who was he married to? Um, Chris uh, Maria Shriver. No, not Maria Shriver. Uh, he wasn't married to Maria Shriver. Um, John McEnroe, he played the Terminator, yeah. He was governor married... of the Governator. <laughs> the Governator, John McEnroe. <laughs> <laughs> John McEnroe was married to, I feel like, like an actress. Yes, I'm actually I'm cheating. Oh, it was. At. Uh, it's uh what's her name?
1: From Tatum O'Neill. Yeah,
0: Tatum O'Neill, and then he married Patty uh, Smith. Not the Patti Smith that purloined Bono and Michael Stipe at that uh, party we were at after uh, the U2 show in Madison Square Garden, but uh, Patti Smith with a Y from oh, nice. uh, the band Scandal, I believe. Yes. You know, Scandal. I was a guest on the John McEnroe show in 2004. Okay. He had, he had a talk show on. Like CNBC or something. And I was a guest on the show, and it was the day they got canceled, <laughs> but they had to keep making shows for another week or something. And people had just sort of not shown up for work because the show was canceled. people just didn't even show up. You yeah, think they not want the, to get paid. There was someone who just kind of pointed where I should stand, and then sort of like I, Babe Ruth. Yeah, and then when it was time to go out, when he called my name, I didn't even know where to go because there was no one back there, like telling me. It was crazy. And you're stupid. And I'm very dumb. I can't imagine. You're there on a TV set. You, John McEnroe is. It's a talk show, I would guess. Mm-hmm. And then you don't know where to go. Just go head towards John McEnroe. No, because I was behind. I was behind a series of curtains, and it was okay. We'll dark. go through the curtains, okay. look at John all McEnroe, right. and make a right. beeline to him. Um, can, can I tell my John McEnroe story before you get into that? I was on a plane with him recently, in the last two years, I would say that's reason for me. Okay. And we we uh, were on the tarmac after landing for an hour, an hour and a half, something like that. It Was a long time. And uh, he, I think he like he was arguing with the flight attendants about being able to be let out of the plane. And then the mi- the minute they kind of opened the doors, he like just burst through them. And people were like, "You can't do that, sir!" And he's like, "Who cares?" Or something really? and just yeah, And I was like, "Well, that's classic John McEnroe. I'm, I'm getting to witness it right here. His famous temper. His rebellious known for his streak. temper." No, to, you and John McEnroe, known for your tempers. Yeah, high, high stress uh, tempers that that are hot as a pistol. Both of us, just man, those pistols they get so hot. They get pistols get up to like six hundred and fifty degrees sometimes. Yep, every every single time you fire one, multiple times. That's the thing when people watch movies like the aforementioned, uh, neo-noir, the matrix or the Mm -hmm. matrix revolutions, um, or any movie that has a gun people don't realize that these actors are doing such amazing work, holding on to these incredibly hot pistols. Yeah. Because also when you're filming and you have a pistol, they, the prop master has them on a griddle, uh, yeah, uh, right off camera and it hands them to you and they're piping with hot. barbecue tongs Yeah, and they're so hot in there and then they're like, OK, you know, and then you have to have to pretend like they're icy cold. That's, That's the right. other thing. Anytime you watch one of these movies, people are always going like, ooh, ooh this gun's so cold, ooh, ooh, freezing, freezing. This gun is so just chilling me to the bone, but they're actually hot. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's where the <laughs> acting comes in. You have to act like it's unbearably hot, but it's actually unbearably cold. Wait, no, it's the reverse, isn't it? No, it, you have to act like it's unbearably cold, but it's actually unbearably hot. There you go. There you go. Um, all right. We have to take a break. When we come back, we are going to have David Wayne will be here with us and we'll be talking about the incredible album Speaking in Tongues. We will be right back with you talking, talking heads to my talking head right after this. Welcome back, you talking, talking heads to my talking head and Adam, are you excited? I really am. I really, really, really am. I'm excited. Are you excited for the same reason I'm excited or are you just generally excited? I'm excited for several different reasons. One of them is the reason you're excited. Okay. What are the ones that are not the reason that I'm excited? Well, the other ones are all general. So you could (laughs) put them in a series of buckets. You okay. talk like that. You know this the, kind bucket, of the current the, bucket the current theory? slang with buckets. Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. Of course, I do. I love it, and I'm using it right now. Mm-hmm. Buckets. You ever see uh, that movie? Uh, the bucket. Uh, what was it called? Yeah. The bucket list. The, the bucket sire. Yeah. The bucket sire. Yes. <laughs> oh, the bucket list. That's also excellent. Isn't that Jack Nicholson's final? F- no, no, no. It's that one that he did with uh, Rudd. That's no, his final list movie. Was later, wasn't it? No. Oh, I got. Okay, let's look it up. Let's Look it try. up. Here Let's, we it, go. Is this an episode of Look It Up? It's either that or I love films. I'm not really sure. No, I am. Okay, until we find out, we can't uh, we can't go into it. But his final appearance is. How do you know? Three years after oh, the bucket wow. list, but, what, you can't call it final. Do you think he's ever going to make something else? Maybe. Who knows? Well, if he did, it would be with our our guest today. That's I can right. I can only assume because our guest today. He's an amazing director. He's an amazing writer. He's a good actor. <laughs> he's. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he's. Uh, what else? What else are you? You're a you're a magician. You're you're literally doing card tricks as <laughs> you are. Uh, all of these things. Uh, and it, it, he's been on our previous shows. Please welcome back to our podcast, David Wayne. Hello, David. I wish I,
1: I, great to be here. Hello, guys. Listen. Hi, hey, David. I, I, hi there, Adam uh, and uh, Scott. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could tell you a little bit of inside info I have on a production uh, that Jack Nicholson will be uh, involved in that I am uh, whoa. directing. Whoa, uh, whoa! 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 Whoa whoa, whoa! whoa!
0: Breaking news! This um, is incredible! You're this directing is this?
1: A project that uh, is stars Jack Nicholson and one Tom Cruise that I am directing. Uh,
0: I have always wanted to see that pairing. That is incredible. Uh,
1: but I Are you cannot,
0: remaking Lions for Lambs
1: again? It's a legal situation. It is are you remaking in Color
0: of Money uh, with a different old guy? To,
1: I wish I could talk about it more. Uh, it is not something. Talk I about am, a little bit more though. Uh, at, I mean, there is a certain producer who does happen to have the name Steven Spielberg. What
0: this is it? Is- Steven Spielberg.
1: I cannot get into that at this time, unfortunately, for due to legal uh,
0: reasons. I think it is. I think it's that same Steven Spielberg who made uh, The Lost World. Yeah, Uh, Lost World. Amistad? Always. Oh, my favorites.
1: (laughs) And it is a a script uh, that was written by Paul F. Tompkins. And oh. So just incredible. to drop that in there. Yeah. Okay. So well, this is pretty... a this is a
0: pairing I've always wanted to see. Paul F. Tompkins, Tom Cruise, Jack and Nicholson, and Jack. Well,
1: that's what Steve uh Steve wanted.
0: Oh, wow. incredible. Well, welcome to the show. This is uh thank you so much for giving is is us a for a Paul, right off the bat. Yeah, I mean it's like I feel like it's a lateral move for Paul. Well, as uh, it happened, I
1: have a um a moment, uh, a time chunk th- today uh, that I'm not shooting.
0: Oh, okay. So you're doing this in between uh, cut and action. We got you on a break. In on a break. reality, I'm, I'm on a little bit of a- We were on a break. We were on a break, just like David Wayne.
1: Perfect, perfect. No, it's I'm actually on on a seven-month break at the moment. So this oh, worked out Oh, there's a
0: longer break. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you could have fit this hour in- at any yeah. point during this if, if seven month get, period. I'm
1: not going to play that gotcha game.
0: I okay. This that. is not gotcha journalism. We're, yeah, a, we do not yeah. participate This is more access journalism. journalism. We, we can go you know, back
1: and forth all day long on that. And I'm not, I'm not even going to play that game.
0: Let's go back and forth for a minute on
1: it. All right. Though. Well, uh, I'm not, I, I'm not, I could have made an appointment anytime, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to play that game.
0: You didn't <laughs> even make an appointment with us to do this. Like we had to chase you down to do it.
1: Yeah. But I did, I actually you're, did You're make pretending an like on, this is
0: this is like going to see the doctor or something. I did on our try show. to make
1: an appointment on your website, but then I got confused <laughs> with the login.
0: Also, it was not hard uh, making an appointment with you. We just reached out or Scott reached out and, and literally, literally okay. you, you, you're so thirsty that you texted back. I think before I, I even hit send, you were like, I'm in.
1: Let me tell you something I've heard on the streets years ago, and I've always known it to be true in Hollywood. Scott Ackerman tells you to jump. Your
0: question is how high and move on. Wow. That's usually the answer to my question. What's my favorite Method Man project? But mm-hmm. um, instead, it's uh, me asking you to jump or telling you to jump, I guess. I think, I think, Scott, this is, definitely has been an episode of I Love Films. And <laughs> really? Is how high a film it? or was it? <laughs> i guess it did end up. i thought it strange, was a movie strange episode to not have a theme song or an introduction just kind of dropped us into the middle of a conversation but you know those guys that's what they do there are shows that don't have theme songs you're that's right true. david there's uh sixty uh, the, minutes the rachel maddow show this is this is the theme song to the rachel maddow show rather ready here we go yeah that's the yeah. theme song to the rachel maddow show
1: they they did did you ever hear the original theme song that they that they rejected? Oh, what was it? It was She's a great gal. She likes to talk about what's going on in the world. It's
0: Rachel. Is this where she was like outside spinning around and throwing her hat in the air? That's correct.
1: Interesting. No, so you saw it. You were, you were in part were in the pilot. Yeah,
0: I saw that on YouTube, I think. Well, I wasn't part of the pilot in, in the sense of I watched it on YouTube. I guess anyone watching is part of something.
1: A lot of my friends auditioned for that pilot, but Rachel got it.
0: You are, by the way, David, taking a sip of water as if you have nothing more to do on this show. Like, you scored so hard. <laughs> now you're just <laughs> like, all right, let me take a sip of this. <laughs> I like
1: to sit back and just let the spoils
0: build. <laughs> to the victor, go them. Just real quick. Um, I can't decide which I like more. Can we hear both of those theme songs played back-to-back? Okay, yeah. You do yours first, David. Uh, right. Um, <laughs>
1: she's a great gal. She likes to talk about things going on in the world. It's Rachel. What do you think? Uh, they're they're both any, great. If they're anyone has a stopwatch, good. did I just, I'm wondering which is longer.
0: I have a stopwatch that I usually use for my... One hundred meter races. She's a great
1: gal. She loves
0: to do things going on in the world. It's Rachel. And then here's this one. David, yours is longer. Okay. Oh now, man! God damn it! I lost another one. Another another. It doesn't mean you lose.
1: Off my to do oh, list. Oh boy.
0: David, it's so good to see you. Thank you so much for jumping on here talking about uh this band in particular. And you you have your fingers in so many different pies. You the Wet Hot Ew. American Summer uh uh movie, the the Wet Hot American Summer television show, a Children's Hospital. You undoubtedly had something to do with Medical Police. You're <laughs> you're constantly in there, in the world of show business, I I do wonder how you also, ever
1: also the most uh, watched thing that I've done in my career to date is the uh, recent Paul Rudd wear a mask public service announcement.
0: Oh, what did you have to do with that?
1: I helped put it all together in terms of the. Uh, what does that mean? I edited it and did the music and the graphics and the backgrounds. And okay, it's very funny.
0: All right. Thank congratulations. You. So that's the most thing you've ever done. So you, you, you're you a guy who has it all going on in show business. So, so many questions come to mind for me and Adam. Adam and I actually got onto a, an earlier Zoom about an hour ago to try to figure out exactly what we wanted to ask you about. And uh, really, when you boil it down, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. just in a nutshell, what we really Want to start, but bo- just a totally t- bottom line.
1: Tl colon
0: dr. Exactly. What what I what we really want to make our first question is when did you first hear of Talking Heads? Well, okay.
1: As far as Talking Heads, I mean, I grew up in Ohio, in Cleveland. You know, so I was Cleveland, a, Ohio. I was, a, I was a suburban kid, Shaker when, Heights, when Ohio. When was this? When was this? This was I was you know born right at the end of the sixties, sixty nine. Uh, Hell yeah, f- sixty nine. Zoom high five. Know, by the way, I know I don't know what you guys are referring to, but sixty nine does refer to like <laughs> it's like I'm doing it to her and she's doing it to me. Doing what? <laughs> okay, um, I can't say it too loud because who knows okay. who's around. Who? Wait, like, who's who's around? It's like I'm servicing her downstairs, and then she's like doing the same thing to me downstairs. You have <laughs> like two I, houses, two stories in your house? Yeah, I go downstairs and I High five man like tea. And then she comes up and then like gives me like hot chocolate.
0: Is that what Upstairs uh, Downstairs is referring to on you PBS? Get you get it. Oh my god, that is so awesome. Um so you're you're yes, in Cleveland, I, Ohio. I, I grew up there uh in Cleveland, and
1: so I'm like a kid in a in school and I'm I'm Running around down to Coventry, going to record stores. I have friends. I, I, I'm, you know, playing in the pool sometimes. I'm biking around, you know, like a kid, but I'm, I'm, I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm listening to Cleveland bands, the Michael Stanley band, you know, uh, I, I, all through my teens and into my twenties and thirties, I listened exclusively to Cleveland bands. Cleveland
0: bands, Let, run them down. Michael Stanley band, uh,
1: Michael Stanley band. I mean, I, I could go on from there. Uh, oh, I, love okay. MSB, I thought we, know. I thought we
0: were going to go on for there. okay, well, there, but yeah, let's continue. Too many, too many to list too, too many, many to, to mention. List. Yeah.
1: Uh, Michael Stanley band comes to mind, for example. <laughs> uh, so then in through the nineties, you know, I'm out of college um and then you know making my way.
0: Can you hold on one second, David? Hold on one second. Adam, can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> sure. Did I ask David to give us his autobiography? Well, <laughs> no, 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 you didn't, but I, I also feel is... I also feel like if if you don't mind me saying, yeah. Scott, do you mind me saying? No, I don't mind. No, please. You, you can say anything. If you don't mind me saying it. He also skipped—he just—he was talking about Michael Stanley Band, and then suddenly we're in the 90s. I don't— I don't don't see the logical progression between those two things. As far as uh, life stories go, this is wildly inconsistent. If if I were reading an autobiography like this, I would throw it into the trash and pee on it, and then set it on fire, and then pee on it to put out the fire, because— you know, I don't want there to be fire in a trash can. You know, what am I, a hobo singing on a street corner? Also, I don't want to smell what it smells like when there's pee mixed with, your pee mixed with fire. What about your pee mixed with fire? I've smelled that plenty of times. Plenty of times. Okay. And it's gross. How do we get him back on track? Well, I think... With David, there's a particular way, a particular magic you have to work. and Sort I think of like you're doing a, a great dog job with like a, a bone or something. We got to lead him to it somehow. That's right. Like snacks, okay. like treats. Treats. Okay. It's all Let's treats. Let's try that. Let's try that. Treats. Hey, David, David, come on hey back. Hey, guys. Come on back. Hey, hey. Hey, do you see this? We got a little treat for you. Oh, oh. <laughs> Can I have it? Yeah, yeah. Is there, is there, here you go. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So tell us about... Talking heads.
1: Yeah, I really was getting to that. It was this was m- me answering your question. Uh, you said well, when we did I first? We weren't
0: complaining or anything. Did oh, you good, hear good, our good. conversation?
1: I'm not going to say overheard it, but a a friend of mine who works with the show <laughs> did fill me in a little. Kevin! bit. on some of the not not nothing that you that was private, but just gave me a couple of of uh, headlines, bullet points, mm-hmm. capsule. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. probably like a. 10, 15 Kevin. page, just quick 10, 15 rundown. 15
0: page? He typed up 10 to 15 Jesus pages. Christ.
1: Uh, some of it, though, that there was like fast. title page and there was some of it was like
0: chapter. Uh, so so like 11 whole... pages. How big yeah. How big is the font?
1: Well, sometimes there was a chapter heading that had like an illustration on it. So then okay. there was only that a couple paragraphs. Like three
0: quarters of a page. Yeah yeah. 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 Okay. I get it. So okay, it's like six good. pages. Yeah. That's six full pages of text. Okay. So
1: into into the 90s I'm making my way and then I didn't move out to <laughs> Los Angeles California until two, 2013 tw- uh, 2013 this is wow. three nothing, years before nothing happened in between
0: left. the 90s and
1: 2013 <laughs> and then the 80s too <laughs> anyway so then in March of 2020
0: <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. All right. All right. We're talking now, we've jumped to just a couple of months ago. Well, we I just don't want to took a seven year leap. <laughs> what am I gonna do for you with all the play by play? Well, you so, I mean, okay. Okay, March of twenty twenty. March of twenty twenty.
1: March of twenty twenty, as we all know, we got hit with a with a pandemic, which Certainly. involved a quarantine lockdown kind of thing. We know that. Sure.
0: Yeah. A lot of um, people get their news from this podcast so I appreciate you covering it. And here we are, it's September of
1: 2020.
0: <laughs> wait, so we're <laughs> Wait, why did we stop at March at all?
1: <laughs> and I got word on a on a text it was like, "Hey, come, let's talk about Talking Heads." And then I start to really notice this band.
0: <laughs> so wait. You- yeah. You did you 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 hadn't heard of Talking Heads before we texted you I to be on the show? I, or
1: it's not a it's not a it don't I don't want to get into like all the, oh what's the definition of is is and all that business you know the <laughs> but is it sure, bottom like line were, is
0: they were hiding I, in plain sight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's basically that
1: I'm starting to like at this point really get this into the forefront of my cortex, saying like sure. oh this is these are these guys, <laughs> you know uh, these well, are the and sure. girl. You know yeah, yeah
0: yeah so what so okay great so you uh, i mean did, uh, can you can you remember the first time that you there was ever any passing mention of them that maybe yeah, sort of I flagged mean, your interest or
1: so okay i remember there was a time had to be it's probably August, maybe September twenty twenty. And I remember I was looking at um <laughs> Wikipedia. Um, probably not long after you guys get, had gotten in
0: touch with me about probably, me. it yeah. sounds yeah, sounds like the those same, could have yeah. been yeah, or maybe the same day or so. And then
1: you know, because I always thought, you know, as most people did, like talking heads, you hear talking heads, you're like, Oh, the people who speak on news shows or whatever.
0: Right. And <laughs> That's then how they um, got their name. Yeah.
1: Now I feel like there's this whole other <laughs> way that you could you know another thing that it refers to which is this yeah. band sure yeah, for,
0: for the last like 40, 40 years five years or so yeah yeah,
1: yeah. I, it almost does seem that way yeah it almost <laughs> it feels like no, it exactly is that way <laughs> yeah in some ways i know obviously you're either joking or exaggerating but it does seem like they've been <laughs> around for a long time
0: <laughs> they they have
1: yeah <laughs> got it yeah Do you,
0: have you ever heard a talking head song
1: who hasn't? I mean, this is these these are these are icons of modern music, and uh-huh. you know the the That's the crossroads yes. between funk and art rock. I, can we hold you, you know, to
0: just a yes or no answer on this question? Is that possible? This is
1: I'm not okay. I'm not going to get. I'm not going to let you get into that whole gotcha <laughs> thing. Yeah, you,
0: know? you seem very concerned with gotcha. You want you're dying
1: for me to like just give you a yes or no, but that that's the wrong question, and the context. is and so okay. you're taking me out of but, context.
0: But you know that like we're friends, and we're not trying to like corner you in, in, and get you to say something you you will regret later. well, yeah, it seems
1: I mean, like you're gonna put, whatever I say, you're just gonna clip it out and then put that on. Twitter or whatever. I mean, we're probably
0: going to make clips of this episode, yeah, and make them available to sort of promote it, if that's what we yeah, are talking okay. about. Hey,
1: hey, listen, I've seen Earwolf and how it all works over there, and it's not pretty, and you don't uh, want – believe right. me, well, I, I, Believe uh, me, you don't want me to, to go there.
0: I apologize. Well, I, it's just like on this show, we sometimes talk about how we – you know, a song that we first heard that made us a fan of the band. Or all right,
1: or, okay. You want me to start get into what I've seen at the Earwolf office? Great. Okay, Because sure. you've laid know, down yeah. the gauntlet.
0: Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I'm not I have nothing to hide. I'm You're not the one like being. Oh, really? You have nothing
1: to hide except for that one. When I first came to do a podcast there years ago, you were taking a pee right on the floor because you said, oh, I don't have time to go to the bathroom.
0: <laughs> well, I'm busy. It was busy being a, a podcast uh, impresario. I rest my case. I rest Scott, my that, case. That's really disgusting. I'm and sorry. I don't but, think I'm ever going to come to the office again either. I don't think any of us are going to come to the office for another year or so. <laughs> have you ever had? Have you guys even
1: stepped into the minefield mindfuck that the lead singer David
0: Byrne shares a first name with me? We've only known him as Mr. Byrne, so I I I never really realized that he had he even had a first name. I mean, no, I me mean neither. So wait, well, yeah, who does he share
1: a first name with? Me, David. So it's like if you said, let's talk about David today, right. it could go any direction. How does how does the arrangement of,
0: of the sharing at work? Does he get it like six months out of the year and you get it the other six? Is it like the Stanley Cup where whoever did the best in show business that year gets it for a year? Or what's it like?
1: That's right. The, what you, the second thing you said is what it is. The Stanley <laughs> Cup, whoever did the best in show business that year gets it.
0: Okay, so, so I, can, I can only imagine he that. He tends to always get it. <laughs> he, did, he sure, for the last couple of years, but he had, well, he had some, his Broadway show this past yeah. year that did yeah, really. But he had like disappeared great. before then. So, but yeah, he probably so I got a nice I ride. would imagine you, you've been kicking his ass since the early 90s. Around like the late 2008,
1: 2009, when like Role Models came out, I had it for six months.
0: <laughs> Is Role Models the your biggest hit? Uh, financially speaking, Why don't I would say. you just do another yes. one of those Role Models or something great. like it that's a big hit.
1: Okay. Well, who are you, my dad?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to be.
1: Why don't you make another big hit movie?
0: Will you promise me, David, that if your father, and I, I don't want this to happen, but if your father ever passes away, that I can be your dad. I can adopt you. I would love that, honestly. I would marry your mother in a heartbeat.
1: My father, all growing up, would be like, David, doesn't Woody Allen need an assistant director? <laughs> I'm like,
0: really? Uh, Did so you? Many... By the way, when, uh, when Jon Stewart retired from The Daily Show... Every comedian in the world got a text from their mom or dad. Right. Hey, <laughs> what about you to be the host oh of the next God. Daily Show? I got we it within it, an hour. Could. <laughs> I could do it. Yeah, I would probably be pretty good. So, um, David, so it sounds like you don't have much history uh, of of Talking Heads, but we're going to be talking about uh, their their record "Speaking in Tongues" today. The best. Uh, a a great record. Do you have any sort of history uh, about speaking in tongues?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, with speaking of tongues, this is Talking Heads, uh, as we all know, going from being a four-piece band to passing the baton to other musicians. They they opened up their personnel. So that's a big deal.
0: I don't know that I understand that metaphor, but... um, Okay. When you have... Have
1: you heard the Olympics?
0: Have I heard them? Yeah. I listen to them every four years. So...
1: Oh, yeah. So when you listen to the Olympics, you know that on the 100-meter relay, they have the baton that one runner passes to the other. They're
0: always talking about it, but I've never been able to picture it in my mind.
1: Well, now, see, I'm glad to have now completed that picture for you.
0: You did? Wait, I still don't know what a baton is. (laughs) So, all right. Have you seen a penis? (sighs) Have I seen a penis? I've, I've seen four inches of one. Does that count? Uh,
1: all right. All right. <laughs> I don't know if I get it.
0: <laughs> I looked at
1: mine twice. <laughs> Think of it as a penis with a head on two sides.
0: Oh. And you give it to a friend.
1: <laughs> and you give it to a friend and that there's, like, a, a chopstick in between that makes it stu- sturdy. like. <laughs>
0: I get it. Thank you, David. A sturdy penis
1: double-headed in between that you give to a friend. <laughs> this is the this is the metaphor they use to to train Olympians. Right. right.
0: So this is what this album is like. Well, this is great. I am so excited to talk to you about um this record. Um but I do have to ask, last time you were on the show, you brought some fun audio songs. That you had yes. made? Did you do you have anything else like that for this? I
1: tried something. This is uh, in uh, tribute to speaking in tongues. As we know, the big this single, is in tribute to this. Okay, so this, this is, is related to this.
0: Do we do we need to contact Talking Heads? That there's this incredible tribute.
1: That's the question for my lawyer, if you don't mind, or my publicist.
0: Okay, are they uh, the weirdly, same person?
1: Uh, yeah, they are both uh, the, my nanny. Um, <laughs> uh, also my children's nanny. Uh, so now um, <laughs> this is th- uh, my sort of other version of burning down the house. It may not uh, uh, rise to the heights of you shook me So this is, long, this is a remix. This is a remix. a little of- bit of a remix. Uh, okay. Here, here t- let's see how this came out.
0: Oh, this is exciting.
1: You remember this opening.
0: I am Running down the house <laughs> Hold <Pull> tight <laughs> Wait till the fun is
1: over it's Just not quite Hold tight
0: <laughs> We're here for nasty weather <laughs> Fair has got two
1: feet a lot of fun Wait <laughs> Burning down the
0: house Here's your <laughs> ticket I can extract <laughs> it's
1: like if you went to see Talking Heads and and he David Byrne had just lost some cognition. They're, they're just
0: just his earpiece rehearsed. was out. He couldn't hear the. All right, uh, we have oh, to take God, a break. Do you mind? So... Do you mind playing more of that while we go to break? Is that and is that good? Here we good? go into break. Ticket, mind, <laughs> all right, we'll be right back with more you talking along. Talking Heads to my Talking Head after this. Welcome back. You talking talking heads to my talking head. And we are here with David Wayne, uh, who is talking head super fan (laughs) over here.
1: I got to say, you know, all bits aside, nobody grooves like this band. They are the best. Thank you. Thank you.
0: I was I was hoping you would check in with us about grooves and we finally got your stance on them.
1: My father was in the radio business, and he they always said, you know, you can do a lot of promotion, you can do a lot of payola, but it's in, if it's not in the grooves, it's not going to be a hit. Yeah,
0: well, that, that may come up on this, uh, strangely enough, that subject may come up uh, when we talk about this record. Um, all right, let's get to the record. Speaking in tongues, let's... Uh, get some of the facts out of the way. This came out June 1st, 1983. It's like,
1: let's get do some housekeeping, like, get get the vitals going. It's
0: like housekeeping, housekeeping. So, June 1st, 1983, David, what are you doing in your life in 1983? You're 14 or 13 years old. I was just
1: starting my second uh, startup. Um, (laughs) what? Yeah, uh, this was a, a uh, energy bar oh company that I founded in. Uh, what was this called? Uh, this was called Power Cock.
0: Power <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> what were the yeah. energy bars shaped like?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, oh, God. Are you thinking like the penis thing? No, no, no. It's like you know you got your gun cocked for power. It was my oh, yeah.
0: okay. I guess it I was haven't heard in that the shape terminology, of a, it was actually in the shape of yeah. a pistol. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got, I, I, I'm not like a guns and ammo kind of guy. I haven't heard, uh, uh, pistol cocked for power.
1: Guys, can I just come clean yeah. for a second? Yeah, please. There, I, I wasn't doing that. There was no startup. The whole thing is fictional.
0: Wait, well, you weren't, it was all, you of the, weren't oh. selling energy bars Shaped
1: like guns that were I, I, called power cock. <laughs> not, not only was I not selling them, they didn't. I don't even think they were any. Uh, they didn't exist. Energy bars called power cock. Just like um, it doesn't, it, exist. It doesn't
0: exist.
1: <laughs> I was 13 years old and I was uh, in middle school, I guess. And and I uh,
0: were you yeah. into like was burning down the house a big deal? And you were like, yay, yes.
1: Well, because MTV was relatively new still, and I watched it yeah. all day long, and when that video came on, I I think I, I we had already had uh, the video for uh, "Same as It Ever Was" and that, and so I was a sure. fan of the once in a lifetime, yeah,
0: okay, and, uh, yeah. So this, so when this uh, record came out, "Burning Down the House" was is their uh, only top ten hit. Uh, this broke through the Cleveland consciousness.
1: Well, I actually, as I mentioned, my father in the radio business, I had like the the sort of cool deluxe.
0: Oh, you had the we'll talk about the cover. Really? You had you had one of those. Ooh. OK. The one that won the Grammy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's, let's talk about it because the cover of the record uh, kind of plays into the story of the record. Um, when we last left off, uh, the band had all gone solo d- to varying degrees of success. The Tom Tom Club, obviously, Genius of Love was the big hit. Um, so not a lot of drama with this record, I have to say. There were uh, not a lot of interesting stories. Uh, basically they decide they don't need old sourpuss anymore. Brian Eno. That was a little dramatic though. That was, uh, that parting wasn't particularly smooth, right? Well, they say uh, all I can, the only information that I can get is basically they say that he was just too expensive and too demanding and that right. he would want he wanted to fly on the concord and expected talking heads to pay for that. Um, not you to read, be listed as a member of the group maybe. That was in the previous record in a, like it. two okay. episodes ago. But um it, it basically they just were like god damn this guy. And then this is a weird fact that I read. He's also obsessed with high finance at the time where he gets up every morning and like sifts through the business section looking for stocks to invest in. <laughs> It's
1: not that weird because hi-fi has to do with music.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. You're right. I never thought about that. Um, so they decide, you know, let's kick, you know, to duck herb, as they say. Um, and Sorry, just
1: to go back to one thing.
0: Yep. Think about
1: at the time, no one really talked much about Wi-Fi. And yet. <laughs> I,
0: I, I think as Adam would say, it doesn't exist at the yeah. time.
1: So just that's
0: its own. That's its own thing. Yeah. So why finance? No one is talking about that at the time. Why not? Well, that's what people are saying to him. Why finance? And he's like, because I find it interesting. (laughs) (laughs) So they they talked to Tony Visconti, who is David Bowie's producer. And he said, and they're like, hey, what if you produce the record? And he says, "Uh, you don't need a producer. You just need a good engineer. You guys should just produce it yourself. So that's what they decide to do. So they, well, whatever they did, it worked. It worked because their top 10 single is on this record. They fly down to the Bahamas. Uh, Mr. Burns doesn't show up, and so they call up Twyla Tharp, who uh, uh, Mr. Burns had been dating, and they say, Hey, uh, where's Mr. Burns? And Twyla Tharp says, Well, isn't he with you? Um, what none of them know is he's uh, off with his future wife uh, because he met her in Japan and decided to go hang out with her and uh, break up with Twyla Tharp. And she doesn't know that yet. <laughs> That's a fun way of breaking up with someone. <laughs> it's fun. Just not show up in the Bahamas.
1: Wait, so they, did they record this in the Bahamas?
0: They did. I believe they did uh, uh, basic tracks in New York and then went down to the Bahamas. That's Was it I, at the Compass
1: Point Recording Studio?
0: Yeah, it was at Compass Point. Yeah. You know that we... The, yes, the we, state. The state. We that's where a, you recorded your record, Oh, that's right. right. How, did, How did you yes. know that? I got a copy of that record and I lost it and uh, I have regretted it ever ever since. Well, I can send you another copy. I knew that too for some reason. I feel like you or Marino told me. Now, why did you end up down there? Yeah, It was an incredible
1: experience. Basically, right as we were at the height of... The state we got an offer to make a record from Warner Brothers. I think it was, and WB they gave us this budget to make the record. Home of we... uh,
0: Harry Potter,
1: exactly. The Boy Who and Lived, Batman, and, and also Robin. Who goes there? I'm Batman.
0: Also Robin. Yeah, that's a good point. Let's let's. I don't want that to slip by the and listener. the Joker too. Like all the the Riddler, all the characters. Penguin, Catwoman. What about Doctor Freeze? It's Mr. Freeze. I don't think he got his doctorate. I know,
1: but what about Dr. Oh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) we had, by the way, speaking of sketch groups, we had Dino Stamatopoulos had this uh, idea. And then I wrote several drafts of it for Mr. Show about uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Jekyll, which was essentially we did
1: that. You guys did a version of that. I feel I mean that sound the great minds. We had to be literally that same premise.
0: so basically I, I I wrote a musical version of it that was based on the Jekyll and Hyde musical at the time um, uh-huh. And one version one draft I wrote, he basically like drank a potion, fell down behind his desk, and then you see his doctorate on a frame on the wall uh, disappear, <laughs> fade away, <laughs> and then he's stupid. Essentially, I think one of the lyrics was he's referring to the potion. Um, I would rather have this bottle in front of me than perform a frontal lipotomy.
1: (laughs) That's awesome.
0: What version did you guys do?
1: I literally through the magic of computers, I am pulling up the script written in the 90s.
0: Incredible.
1: Um, But it'll take a bit, so I'll get back to it. Do you have Um, all
0: your old state? I
1: have a lot. I have most everything right here.
0: I th- I think that everything, like, uh, what would happen to us is, like, I would write something on a work computer and then never take the files home. And then three computers ago, they're all on strange, like, disks and stuff like that. And I've never updated them. So, like, all my scripts are all gone.
1: Well, and a lot of what, yeah, wh- I wrote a lot of things on software that no longer exists. Yeah. Especially this this program called Right Now. Oh, yeah. And it's it's not even... You can't do anything with it. We had we
0: had a program. It was called First Draft, which is mm -hmm. like, I mean, Final Draft. That's where you want to get to. But like everything on First Draft was just like they would just go, hey, that's good enough." Was right now (laughs) screenwriting software?
1: No, it was just a word processor. And by the way, there was also another one called um,
0: Scriptware. I mean, uh, I know at
1: MTV when I first worked at MTV in the late '80s, they had a Wang system, which was a bunch of network computers called a a Wang. And you would just Wang it out, they would say. And it was, they were all like these weird black and white, bizarre, you know. Black and white Wangs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute, (laughs) here it is. So. um, When was this written? This was, uh, had to be somewhere like 91 or something. 91, wow. Wow. Yeah.
0: my, my, My versions were all written in 97, I believe.
1: So, listen, uh, We can lawyers can get into this later. Sure, of course. And your nanny. Listen, a, a movie ha, trailer. Have and you can read, I read this? this? Yeah.
0: Have you read this since 1991, do you think? No, definitely not. Okay, let's hear I a just little remember bit.
1: Of it. I, I actually, as I said this, I was like, did I write that? Did, did that happen or what did I make that up? But now I see that there is something here. So, the movie trailer Jekyll walks into the lab. He was a man of science. Good morning, Dr. Jekyll. Good morning, Tim. But he tampered with the forces of nature. Jekyll is in his lab. He I think all good sketches start
0: with people saying good
1: morning to each other, don't yeah. you think? <laughs> he takes a potion, turns around, and sc- screaming with voice hands over his face. Um, title voiceover: Doctor Jekyll and Mister Jekyll. By day, a respected ear, nose, and throat man in Mount Sinai. Thanks, Doctor Jekyll. No problem, Timmy. By night, he transforms into Mister Jekyll. Not a doctor, not Doctor Jekyll, but Mister Jekyll. Townspeople screaming, torches. Stop that man! He has no medical degree. Stop him! <laughs> blah blah blah. That's
0: <laughs> crazy that we both wrote this sketch. That's why we're friends. Yeah, It's I really mean, funny. And there, there is no possible way that the idea was shared between us, or, or no, because I did, we, I none I of us knew each other before, or even yeah. have heard
1: of each other before. Then, well,
0: I mean, the I only heard, crossover
1: yeah. was I remember. I, I don't know if I ever told you that, we. When we were doing the state, we went down the street to a theater near Times Square, a little underground theater to see cross comedy. Oh, and okay. We sat there as the cocky jerks that we were, like in the front row with our arms crossed. Right. Like, oh, Speaking oh, of cross oh, comedy. And then we were like, those oh arms my God, are this crossed. Is, yeah. We're like, this is going to suck. And then we watched and we're like, oh, it's pretty good.
0: <laughs> Was that David just doing stand up? No, the, uh, it was like, yeah, well, it was sketch. No,
1: no, no, it was sketch. It was like mm. his whole sketch group. That yeah. It was John uh, Ennis. And, oh, oh, wow. And um, Ross, uh, not Ross Brock Ross Perot. But, uh, there was some really funny. Can components. I finish?
0: Can I finish this sketch? Again, I goes, uh,
1: <laughs> it's I'm not a doctor at the moment. Anyway, so here's the point.
0: Yes. So tell us about comp- Compass Point, speaking of I'm points. I'm going to get there. Okay. Just
1: the, and maybe there's funny and you cut it out. Dr Jekyll and Mr Jekyll sometimes evil's not a doctor it's just a guy without a doctor's degree has no right to practice not even board certified remember the thing i said about the guy oh, whatever you know it's uh, we never shot that one do you guys yeah, think we never that shot it
0: do you guys think that there are a lot of comedy writers out there who have an early dr jekyll and mr jekyll sketch i wonder if there's anyone else i mean it, it, that would happen constantly at least where i would write or i would pitch a sketch and odenkirk would go yeah, I mean that's a pretty common pitch that every young comedy writer pitches and make me feel embarrassed. Right. Um but so that so I wonder nice if this is say. one of the yeah I wonder if this is one of those and in, uh, in the state it was always pitches.
1: It was always Ben Garant saying, like, uh, this obscure British TV show did that in 1964.
0: And we're like, okay. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) And
1: now it's just The Simpsons. The Simpsons did it. That's Right. The Simpsons has hit – our family guy have probably done every
0: joke. Yeah. I think we we had to hold a production on a sketch once because – Someone heard a rumor that something like it was on in Living Color once, and oh, we God. like s- stopped everything down. This is before you could just like look up anything online.
1: Well, I know they have a staff at the Simpsons who just keeps track of them not repeating themselves.
0: Interesting. Oh, I bet. Can you imagine how hard that that must be? Yeah,
1: we have writers that weren't even born right. when the Simpsons started.
0: Tell us Many. about Compass Point, David.
1: So the state was doing a record. Uh, we were offered the chance to make a record for Warner Brothers, and they Harry gave us Potter, enough of Batman, a budget, etc. So they they said, you know, you here's a budget to like go for six weeks or something into a studio to, to record stuff. And we're like, let's do it. Let's put all into going for one week, but we'll go to the Bahamas and we'll get a great place to stay and we'll do it at Compass Point. And that's what we did. We were there completely by ourselves. It was like being, you know, no supervision and no we- parents. We went to the beach and hung around and got drunk and partied all day, and then, like at midnight every night, we went in the studio and just did whatever came out.
0: And, and, and the you guys just like sounds imp- like it. Yeah, you guys just like improvised it, as I recall listening to it. It was all just kind of like a yeah. goof, goof around I record in a think,
1: way. I think there's some really funny things on it, but right. in between some really masturbatory things, but it's worth a listen. Sounds if familiar. It's called Comedy for Gracious It sounds like Living. this <laughs> show.
0: Is it easy it was to a find?
1: It was a precursor to the podcast. To podcast, uh, yeah.
0: If you had put it out as a podcast, it would have been great for one episode, and <laughs> that would have been it. But instead, I you guys believe, made a record out of it.
1: Exactly. I believe if you go to the-state.com, I'm just checking right now, uh, you can listen to it.
0: Well, please send me a copy, and uh, I, I only care about myself listening to it, so I don't mm-hmm, care about our mm-hmm. listeners listening to it. I want to hear it uh, myself.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, no, you can just buy it on Amazon. There you go. Um,
0: I'd rather you just sent it to me for free.
1: That's cool. <laughs> I'm cool.
0: Okay, great. Um, so, yes, this was done At Compass Point, um, Bahamas. We're getting
1: back, just for those tuning in, to the Talking Heads record,
0: Speaking in Tongues, which is
1: the topic of today's
0: episode. So they're producing it themselves, and um, they get a few guest musicians in there. Now, there's a guy, Wally Badaru, who is very important to this because he played synthesizer on most of the record. And in fact... Kind of, uh, they say cemented the the sound of the record, or cemented the songs. He doesn't get a writing credit on anything, but they they kind of say like, oh yeah, he cemented several of the songs. They actually loved him so much they wanted him to produce the next album, hmm. which he did he did not do. So I wonder what happened with that. Um, they did also they say just continue producing themselves from here on out. I don't know. I haven't looked that far ahead, but we will definitely find out that as the show goes down the road a little bit. You know, Wally yes, Batarou is still
1: active to to this day. Is he now? He's 65 years old, and that's he's not, doing great. That's
0: not old. No. What's I his say name? As I inch closer to it. <laughs> Wally Batarou. Oh, right. I and mean, what a great name. So, George Harrison... Um, Chris Farts mentions in his book that George Harrison is going through a rough patch during the recording, not enjoying it and apparently needs rehab. And uh, I mean, you're going you to you look, the dude's been a Beatle, you know, since he was a teenager. Not only that, but but by this time, he'd had uh, a few solo hits. Some solo hits. He, he may be in the middle of his lawsuit about My Sweet Lord. I mean, yeah. the guy's got a lot going on. So, you know, we can only assume that with his side gig here with Talking Heads that, you know, he's, 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 he's it's a he's, lot of pressure. I don't know what my point is. A lot of pressure. Yes, exactly. A lot of pressure. Um, so back to your point about the cover, David, you have one of these covers. That's really interesting.
1: I did. Yeah. I think it's long gone or it might actually be in my record uh, shelf. Oh, you had actually. the David Rauschberg one? Uh,
0: Robert Rauschenberg. I believe Rauschenberg. so, yeah. I mean, Robert Rauschenberg. So what happened with the cover is they they get this artist, Robert Rauschenberg, to make the cover of the record. And he sort of does a simplification of his larger piece, Revolver, which is like a bunch of spinning, moving plastic wheels that you can adjust uh, and, and turn to several different settings. Yes. Um, and so he's working on this for a while. And finally, the record company comes back and says, OK, well, we've we found a way to do it. Some kids are going to put it together in Minnesota. Um, Not like literal kids, but like interns or something like that. But it's going to raise the price of the album like a lot. And so they say, well, no, we're not going to do it. According to Chris Farts, he says that they all agreed they were for the regular record. They were just going to take a picture of the artwork. Yeah and that was going to be the cover and then they were going to make this Robert Rauschenberg cover like a limited edition which David has a copy of but he says Mr. Burns behind their backs went and created a cover by himself and then just submitted it without ever talking to anyone Hmm. Um, and it was apparently like him taking pictures of his hotel of like a chair tipped over in his hotel room and stuff like that I don't know but uh, that is according to Chris Fartz um, yeah, and they didn't even know about it till like the album came out, right? Or until they got that, like the promo copy, and they're like, "Well, what the Chris fuck? Farts kind of says th- that's that's not what Chris Fart says. He just kind of says you may be thinking of the the record before, but um, oh. he just kind of says by the time they found out about it, it was a fait accompli, like it had already been done. This is before the record came out.
1: Okay, but. you just said something in French, if you wouldn't mind for those of us who aren't bilingual.
0: Okay, uh, just
1: throw us a bone and. Tell us this "fait accompli" situation.
0: Uh, it kind of means it's something. Uh, it's it's. Un- oh God, what does yeah, it mean? us out here? And- I think it means the direct translation has something to do with an album cover and it being too late to change an album cover from Robert Rauschenberg. I think this is where they coined David it, Brown, right? Yeah, this they coined the "fait accompli" for this situation. Okay, thank you. Now, guys, can I ask, which album cover do you like better? Great. I got to say the Robert Rauschenberg one, I do not think it's that great. Uh, Yes,
1: I think the classic one that we're more familiar with is so iconic.
0: It's so iconic, maybe just because I've lived with it so long, but I I heard about the Robert Rauschenberg one and I looked it up and I thought it was kind of ugly. I don't know. What do you think, Adam? I like it. And I'm looking at the one that I'm assuming Chris Farts was talking about. They would have taken a just a picture of it and yeah. put it on. the. And I think it's cool. It doesn't really fit the album, but maybe that's just because I'm so used to the other one. It's very harsh. I, I think it would have turned off some of the, the people who bought the record because of burning down the house. You know what I mean? It's just very like harsh colors, harsh looking, if that huh. makes sense.
1: Then again, though, it's in the grooves. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, not, right. it's, it's not all on about the, the grooves.
0: It's all about the grooves. Uh, Andy Warhol went out and bought the Robert Rauschenberg cover when it went on sale. He went to his local record store and bought one. And apparently he took it back to his, I think he was maybe in a hotel room or his apartment. I'm not sure what. And played around with it for like two minutes and got bored with it and thought it wasn't that great. And then he called up Robert Rauschenberg and Robert Rauschenberg said, I got $2,000 to do it. And Warhol was like, you got ripped off. You should be getting like 25 grand to do something like this. And uh, so that, but then it won a Grammy. So there you go. What's funny is if you saw the little thing that
1: um, Warhol played around with and you had that today, you could sell that for 25 million.
0: That's true. I, I know one thing that he played around with quite a bit. That you could probably oh sell God. for. Uh, what are you, you talking about? Don't even go there. His Rolling Stones cover with the zipper. Wait a minute. Now I get it. Ew.
1: Yeah. Ew. What are you on? He was going up, down, up, down. I will say that the. Um, I just to be completely honest, I think I had a like deluxe set that had colored discs, but it was the classic cover, not the Rauschenberg. Maybe it was some promotional version that came to record, huh. came to radio stations.
0: I think that maybe your memory is failing you. But okay, well, I
1: often, I often got like weird promotional
0: versions of yeah.
1: records uh, because of the aforementioned radio
0: connection. Of course, yeah. You keep talking about. Yeah, I, I, like I wasn't the serious. You mentioned it. I wasn't serious mm-hmm. when I said I wanted to adopt you. Okay, we know you, lo- you love your dad.
1: Would you like to do a documentary about me?
0: I ca- yeah. I guess so. I mean, you're an interesting enough guy. I have always wondered how you can waste so much of your time doing magic and drawing shit and being on Instagram all day and still about it. Okay. okay. I'll be by with a camera. So you guys are starting a documentary, a feature documentary, feature film Uh, about David Wayne and about how much he loves his father not until Thursday at one, obviously. Right, right. Sorry. I was going to say Thursday at one. You're, you're we'll starting, starting this. this. Yeah.
1: So so don't say our Facts starting. Matter. Will I'm be starting. very sorry.
0: Facts don't care about your feelings, bro. Jesus. Okay. Sorry. I, you guys really got me in a gotcha there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, guys, do you want to uh, hear some of the songs on Speaking in Tongues? Please say yes, because yeah. we, we planned it. All right, this is uh, a song. This was their first and only top ten hit. This is the first track on the record. This is "Burning Down the House" by Talking Heads.
1: That's shocking! It's their only top ten.
0: They're only yeah. they, "Take Me to a, uh, the River." Was I believe a top twenty or top? No, "Psycho 40. Killer." What about "And She Was"? Nope. Guys, I have this information correct. Road you to nowhere. Have, you don't have to keep challenging. Cool Strings, banana, I, I,
1: he is really here, the coolest bad, guy. guy. Who? Chris Farts? Do you know his, uh, his website, uh, Things To Be Cheerful About? Uh, I've never David been on Burns. it, but
0: uh, I like the title.
1: Reason, it's called "Reasons to Be Cheerful," and it's it specifically,
0: you know, defines things that are not completely depressing. I like that. Um, so this song, apparently, Chris and Tina went to a Parliament, Bootsy Collins, Brides of Funkenstein show, where before the bands came on, people in the audience were chanting "Burn Down the House" and. Chris thought that was really good, so when he started laying down this beat, he started shouting over it, Burn down the house! Burn down the house! And I guess Mr. Burns liked that enough to include it in the lyrics. Um, Now, the other interesting fact about this song, David, tying back into what you were talking about earlier, is it was a hit because of Paola. Oh, really? Was it really? Yes. So... The band were all like, wow, we have a hit song. And Mr. Burns was all proud of it. And then uh, he was talking to his record company. And he was saying, like, why don't you spend, you know, now that we have a hit, why don't you spend, you know, money on promotion? And they were saying, well, we had to spend all that money in making it a hit. And Seymour Stein, the, the label head, was like, yeah, well, we didn't do payola all the time but um not not as much as other labels but yeah we did it with this song
1: that's crazy Paola was such a massive no no and i feel like these
0: days it's like whatever oh yeah that well, would do you know, that would be no problem right now do you know about the yeah. tiktok what what basically people are paying so a lot of a lot of uh, songs are really popular on tiktok or become popular because influencers dance to them on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And now labels are paying the influencers like a hundred grand to dance to certain songs so that that song will become a hit. It's like a workaround for
1: for Payola. You guys, we are in the wrong business.
0: We should be we in should. the dancing to songs on <laughs> TikTok what, business. What, what if literally tomorrow you started TikTok and start dancing around like a By the shit?
1: I I am doing that starting right now after this. So if you're okay, just this, as long you can as check out you're my TikTok and doing you're it, see me dancing.
0: As long as you're not doing it Thursday at one, because we have some yeah. business to take care of Thursday at one. Um we also have uh, Steve Scales on the Toms. Uh, during this part. Let me turn it up a little bit. Oh, that's the best part. So this is not Chris Farts doing those toms. This is Steve Scales, who uh, we will talk more about on the Stop Making Sense episode. I love this. I think this is my favorite album of theirs. If so I good. didn't
1: know better, I would think that
0: was Phil Collins going... Just with his mouth?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Wally Badarou, he's the guy doing like all of the the incredible keyboard solo and all that kind of stuff. I think could have gotten a writing credit, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Well, I think he shared it with uh, Lowell Gans.
0: <sighs>
1: uh, but, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mandel. Yes,
0: thank you. Uh, I knew who you were talking about. I just wanted to hear too your much. dismount. <laughs> too, too much. Um, so uh, that classic song can't be improved upon as far as I'm concerned. David, what do you think? I, I, other than the fact that I don't think burning down the house is
1: really the answer.
0: <laughs> so you think that, that they should have kept the house, the house
1: intact? I would have said, you know, it should have been called, let's just
0: leave the house alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay good to know good to know Uh, let's go to the next song this is track two this is making Flippy Floppy everybody get in line nothing can come between us nothing gets you down Hmm. nothing strikes your fancy
1: nothing turns you on somebody is waiting in the hallway
0: I love that whatever whoever is doing David Burns Mr. Burns or George Harrison doing that weird scratchy guitar.
1: He's definitely in the zone during this whole record. Yeah. We
0: also have um on guitar, we have uh, Alex Weir Oh yeah, Alex From Stop Making Sense He's And, and in fact, when the solo comes up I w- I'm wondering if it's him Whether it's George Harrison It's probably not Mr. Burns But also, El Shankar does double violin on this hmm. song Which, that might be the solo? When, when it gets to the solo I, I want your opinion on if it's a violin or a guitar God, this is great
1: I would say if anyone ever has a chance to listen to this without us talking over it, I recommend it. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I think this is the definitive version. This is the version I'm going to listen to from now on. <laughs> I think they're going to take
1: all the other versions off Spotify.
0: <laughs> okay, here we go. It's going to be very annoying. Oh, no, no, no. I, do, you, do you guys mind if I cut ahead to the solo? Yeah, go ahead. It's probably around here. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. This sounds very George Harrison to me. This might be the violin, though. Oh, maybe you're right. Did you guys get one of these, Apple Pencil? No. I have one. Look at this, check this out.
1: Oh, they gave you one that's like made of rubber. Yeah. That you got to get that replaced
0: now. Neither like of these guys are interested in the guitar. alone.
1: <laughs> just... uh, I would say if I had to guess, it's violin, but you can't say for sure because any sound could be made by anything. That's
0: true. <laughs> I do think this is violin. <laughs> <laughs> like for example Was that a violin you just played uh, David? Yeah What do we think? This is a this is a good one Yes I love that song David have you ever heard the song before?
1: I have heard this whole album I love it
0: I wish I had something interesting to say about that song One of my favorites I think Uh, Let's go to track three This is Girlfriend is Better Another hit
1: they all, all the Talking Heads songs have great beginnings
0: Yep <laughs> they I kind of like the their the middles and ends, ends too. Too. Classic
1: <laughs> I believe, I, th- I actually wrote a biography of um, David Byrne once, I'm now remembering <laughs> And it was called Great Beginnings
0: Awesome URL, by the way, is on this song. This is the one song he plays keyboards on because he happened to be down there uh, when he was touring with a diff- with George Clinton. I love how the lyrics are so um,
1: kind of paranoid sounding, and then you get in that chorus, and he's just like, "I got a girlfriend; that's better than that." Like, it's all worked out with the girl. Yeah.
0: I think I like how it's kind of almost spare this album is compared with. The Which is ironic because they, they had
1: they had so many more musicians and yet it's more spacious. Yeah,
0: weirdly enough, I mean they didn't bring the musicians down to Compass Point um, that they were touring with for the most part. As I mentioned, Bernie Worrell only plays on this one song. Uh, their backup singers, Nona Hendrix and Dilette McDonald, they only appear on one song. Um, I you know Adam, I'm I'm actually surprised because I thought you were going to say for most of these songs that you prefer the Stop Making Sense versions. Well, I I think I probably do uh, f- for all of them. I just think of their studio albums, this is mm-hmm. like, I think this is their peak, but I, I think Stop Making Sense would be my, by far my favorite album. It's interesting because when they do it, some of these songs sound kind of like a mid... Sort of sort of like a compromise between old talking heads and Stop Making Sense. Like mm-hmm. they still sound kind of cold and arty mm-hmm. on these songs. And then when they do them on Stop Making Sense, they're suddenly like almost like gospel songs. They're so mm-hmm. full of joy I wonder if you joyous. would think that
1: though, if you ever didn't if you didn't hear them live.
0: That's I, I wonder, yeah. I mean, there are a few songs that they don't do on Stop Making Sense that uh we can talk about when they come up, but most of these are on Stop Making Sense. Yeah. This is Slippery People. Track four. It's like if you hear I want you to want me the studio version, you're like, that sucks. <laughs> and then you hear the live version, you're like, this sucks even more. Wait a minute. Don't even. Not even as a joke. I'm sorry, cheap trick. They're from Chicago, and I know that you're from Cleveland and two C <laughs> <sea> cities. <laughs> God, this mm-hmm. is great. Probably the best. Uh, Whoa! Live album that ever was. Stop my yeah. Sorry, this keeps dropping out. Uh, I updated to Catalina and Apple Music. Worst mistake of my life. And anytime I move the player, it drops out for a is second. Is Catalina the latest one? Yes, Big Sur it's terrible. Is the new one. Why, Wait, why? Big Sur is, is available it's now. Still, it, uh, well, you can get the beta. Yeah. What's wrong? You're with a, you're a beta. You're a beta cuck. As far as I'm concerned. Wow. <laughs> Jesus, what what's wrong with You're Catalina? A big cock. I I do not like the update to Apple Music instead of iTunes. It is a long story, but it's, it's all a mess. The it's whole ter- the terrible. whole thing's terrible. Apple will su- still take your money if you want to sponsor the show.
1: I heard they're sponsoring that morning show.
0: Oh, I have Catalina. Cool, it's totally fine. No, it's not. Anyway, uh, is old. Yeah, I'd been holding off because I heard oh. I heard that iTunes sucked compared to i or sorry Apple Music sucked compared to iTunes, and I finally just like broke down I just, and did it. I and, mostly use Spotify though. Anyway, well, yeah, th- I don't want to get into this. I've, right. ar- I've already argued with Adam about this for episode upon episode. And so many, and and the listeners are on my side. They keep writing to me saying like Adam doesn't get it. So I, I just I, we can't get into this discussion again. David, well, if you I want to apologize. change the
1: subject? I hope you're not still reading the New Yorker. You know it's just a rag, right?
0: <laughs> All right. This is track five. This is I Get Wild slash Wild Gravity. This is the last song on uh, track or on side one, rather. Here we go. And this is not on Stop Making Sense. This is a This new song. finishes up the uh, the first side. Thank you, David was this a single i feel like it was i don't believe it was
1: i I find this to be one of the least memorable songs on this record
0: i think the chorus though is so sing it right now can you remember oh no it was not a single you are right
1: Pleasantly out of proportion is his way of saying overweight.
0: But he likes it, but he likes that fat ass. Is that what he's trying to say? Yeah. He co-wrote that song, I Like Big Bucks. Which part did he write? The I Like part. <laughs> so Sir mix came in, and here's he had chorus. I Like. Wait, here's the chorus, then I'll explain what happened. I mean, it's also a great song. I think you're right, David. I can never remember the song. Before.
1: Famously, Mixalot and Byrne got together on a beach in Belgium and uh Byrne was like, I like what's next. And Mixalot went out uh, on a boat and came back and said, I got it. I like big butts. <laughs> wow. Well, how did, did think, he see it? Some big people boat? said that Or was he trying know, to say big boats? You know, some people think like that whole story boats. is apocryphal.
0: That could have been it. It could have been a, type, a typing error. Oh, it was a typing error. So when he sent it to the to the typing pool, well yeah, they
1: because they were in Belgium, so they couldn't obviously type right. there. It got and back so you, and there was, was a mistake it, and they just went with it. And then they had already I think they had already Produced the song. Oh by my then. gosh! Well, it's like a Robert used, Rauschenberg that's how used situation. To it. it was just yeah. a fait accompli. Well, Bob's a friend, so I wouldn't go too <laughs> deep into
0: that. Right. All right, this is the first track on the second side. This is Swamp. This is one of my. This is maybe my favorite one. This is a good one. And I think. I think the studio version may be better than the. Stop making important. sense, right?
1: I always get off on a hot tight blues groove. like what give us another example um, that that Tracy Chapman song fast Car? I'm gonna be getting there I'm got a go fast car.
0: What about to mm-hmm. the bone? Sure. ooh, Everybody's heard about the bird. I everybody's heard about the bird.
1: Oh, about, about, about. I think we're doing a disservice to the song Swamp.
0: I think this is the ultimate version. It's
1: really going to annoy people when they can't hear it without our voices.
0: Weirdly enough, this song used to be called uh, "What Was It Called?" It was called uh, "Addiction," and they were making it for the King of Comedy soundtrack. And they were mixing it, and they were like, ah, "It needs to be dirtier. It needs to be swampier." And they liked that so much, they decided to call this "Swamp," and they decided to make the rest of the mixes on for the rest of the album a little more like this one. Is it, did it end up in King's Comedy? That I don't know.
1: Hmm. If it was swampy, it probably ended up in the Trump administration. Thank you. David, hold on. <laughs> wow. We don't do jokes like that on this show, David. Uh, oh, you thought I meant the Donald Trump administration? Wh- who did who, I obviously wouldn't do that. Who did you mean? I meant Grom Trump. Grom? Prime Minister... Of Belgium.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I apologize. I'm right. sorry. I didn't know that you were talking about the Grom Trump administration. That makes total sense.
1: The only reason to, it's, it's okay to criticize them is they don't have an opposition there.
0: They're very popular. Yeah. All right. This is uh, just so t- now, you know, as far as. It na- yeah. Yeah. Donald Our stance Trump on Donald Trump. Yeah. You don't do jokes like that. So, you know it. This is track seven. This is Moon Rocks, seven of nine. Here we go, Moon Rocks. This one's about flying saucers. What's weird is about flying saucers because he just made a sound that's sort of like a ghost. Oh, there it is again. It's creepy. It's actually quite scary. Quite
1: terrifying. You know, people used to think this song was about drugs, like Moon Rock. But Burn is uh, not a drugger.
0: Weirdly, uh, I, I've not heard that to be true. <laughs> One of the books that I read, he apparently was doing a few drugs, but we can get to that on our next episode. Are we doing a special drug episode? Yeah. Just talking all about it. all the drugs that they did. All the drugs they've taken, all the drugs we've taken. I like this song a lot. I like it.
1: More of the funk. Do you guys know did they did he start with like coming up with the the groove? And then sing over it? Or did,
0: or so did they it they would basically, they went down to Compass Point, and they they recorded the, the record without vocals. And then Mr. Burns would pace around his apartment singing gibberish. Hmm. And uh, then he would, if he found a melody that he, li- that he liked with gibberish words, he would then try to find words that sort of sounded like the gibberish that made sense. And that's why the album is called Speaking in Tongues.
1: And that's so cool. And so they so they didn't even have a melody for the lyrics until after they recorded the music. Pretty much, yeah. This I
0: mean. it kind of feels like a cross. On their last record, um, they they did purely just like grooves uh, that never yeah. changed that were sort of like sample loops, and and this kind of feels like a cross between their earlier songwriting stuff and the grooves. Thank you. Anyway, Moon Rocks. Great. One of the lesser-known songs, but I like it. Are we gonna
1: ever talk about the song "Pull Up the Roots"?
0: I don't know. I mean, I'm just—I'm not I think sure. We should. I'd really point. like to. I don't know. I've I. I kind of was hoping we wouldn't, but oh, what the hell! Let's let's hear it now. <laughs> oh, as a matter okay. of fact, I mean, it's the next song go. on the album. Here we go. This is "Pull Up the Roots." <laughs> Hello again. Good morning. Good. <laughs> Top of the morning to you. Yes indeed, my friend. It's interesting this kind of snare sound. It sounds like it's combined with a hand clap. It's sorta of influenced by the Tom Tom Club, I would think. <laughs> totally. Remember when Mr. Burns like asked, How'd you get that hand clap sound? That's apparently all he ever said to uh, Christina Sorgson. and Chris. Tina <laughs> Tina Verymouth. Mm. He was like How'd you get that hand clap sound on Genius of Love? And they told him and he went, huh. And he turned away from them. Is
1: there, I mean, is there any better bassist? What do,
0: what do I know? This is a good one. This could have been in Stop Making Sense, I think. I know. It's so good. Can you imagine with the, the women singing behind it? Uh, you guys have probably uh, mentioned
1: this on earlier episodes, which I have forgotten to listen to, but uh, <laughs> did, wait, have wait, you guys seen you them in, in concert? before?
0: No. Um, I never did, no. Because I, I started to get really into them around Stop Making Sense, and they never toured after Stop Making Sense.
1: So and I'm dying, but what about the David Byrne show, which I hear is unbelievable.
0: Yes, we both have seen, or no, Adam, no, you have, have seen not it. seen that. Um, Did you see it,
1: David? I actually watched it all online because uh, I think when I was, I really did want to go, but then the
0: How'd you see a performance of it online?
1: I think there was a bootleg of it. Okay. There
0: was, I watched it first on Coachella. I wonder if it was the Coachella one.
1: Isn't there a movie
0: coming out soon? Yeah, it's coming out very soon. Maybe we should talk about it. And then
1: did you see when you did it live on
0: Colbert? Yeah. It was very cool. Yeah. I've avoided Um, seeing any of it because I wanted to see it live, but I doubt I'll be able to now. Well, remember how we were supposed to go to it together and then you blew me off? (laughs) I know. No, I
1: couldn't (laughs) go for- Maybe he'll do a special performance for the people who participated in this podcast.
0: That would be amazing. That would be great. And I I hope that happens. I hope, I definitely hope that happens.
1: Distanced, distance.
0: distance. Socially distanced. Yeah, I'll stay six feet away from him. And they all need to to stay six feet away from each other on stage. (laughs) Um all right, we have one more song on the record. This is the last song. This is a classic. This is this must be the place. Parentheses, Naive, Melody and parentheses. Everyone knows this. Oh. This is perfect.
1: Can you pl- can you actually start it again and play that opening moment full volume? It's just so great.
0: Uh, okay, full. Yeah, Come on. sure. Here we go.
1: Come on. Just no song starts.
0: <laughs> you were talking over it. Tell me to do it again. Yeah. All right, here we go. Ready? You got to shut up, though. You got to promise to be quiet. All right. In three, right. two, one. So it's this. Oh, sorry. I was talking. over it. Hold, on. hold on. Hold on. Hold <laughs> on. Let me do it again. Three, two. Adam, you don't talk either. Three, two, one. Scott, do you have. Ah! Oh, man. It's killing me. You gotta turn the volume up though when you do it. You want me to? You've complained about how loud it is on previous episodes. You want me to turn it up? But I think David meant like, could you turn it up? Just like the first five seconds. So good. I'm gonna turn the volume all the way up. Here we go. Do you think that the (laughs) like
1: a bad dream?
0: (laughs) Um. So they did this song by. Uh, switching instruments which they would occasionally do to keep it fresh so uh chris farts was the only one who couldn't switch inst- well no one knew no one else knew how to play drums so chris is on the drums but um i think uh tina's on keyboards maybe mm-hmm. and mr burns is on bass and i'm not sure i anyway, love this stop making sense version of this too yeah uh
1: Tina played the guitar, and David Byrne played the keyboards.
0: Ah, um, I mean, this is has been used in so many things, different pieces of media. Uh, I believe it was on. Didn't they use it in Lost, Adam? Where in the season two premiere, where you, you're in some apartment, you don't know it's on the island, and and someone God, I don't remember. I, I know they definitely. It's also been. Uh, they definitely covered used covered by a lot of people. They they definitely used the speaking in tongues album cover on it, and he drops so he drops the needle down on a record. I just can't remember if hmm. they intended to use this song or whether they ended up using the song. Anyway, such a good song.
1: This puts me in
0: a good mood. Yeah, I I feel like it's like a perfect album. This is. Um, the, the lyrics are very kind of optimistic, all about love, which is interesting because Mr. Burns in the early records had to sort of put an ironic detachment on all of his lyrics about love, sort of making fun of it, and this one sort of embraces it wholeheartedly.
1: Ironically, it actually played as the end credits of the movie Wall Street.
0: Oh, yeah. Really? I haven't seen that movie since it came out. I wonder if it holds up. I just saw it. Why? I don't remember, but I watched it like six months ago or something. How did it hold up? You're the perfect guy to ask this question. <laughs> uh yeah. It's it's weird. I mean it's very nineteen eighty-six or eighty seven or whatever. I kinda wanna watch it. It's, it's worth, worth watching my kids. So did you understand. ever see Money Never Sleeps? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's that? You never saw Money Never Sleeps? <laughs> no, I never saw Money Did Never Did you see sleeps. that, David? Wall Street 2? I never heard of that. Money Never Sleeps? Oh, no. Oh, oh God, but, you've uh, got to see. You've never seen Money Never Sleeps?
1: No, but I, I heard a, a friend of mine was in that, and I was hearing about that.
0: Yeah, Money Never Sleeps? got to see Money Never Sleeps, and it doesn't. <laughs> um, all right, the, a great record, um, perhaps only overshadowed by the fact that some songs have even better versions that were to come out just a, a, a year later on their live record. Um, there's a few, there's a couple of outtakes. Do you want to hear any of the outtakes? Let's hear just a little bit of two-note swivel.
1: Sounds like an outtake.
0: <laughs> <It> sure does. <laughs> and then this one they actually released uh, on their best of in like 92. Um Wait, are you talking about Popsicle? Yeah, of course I'm talking about Popsicle, bro. I had a feeling.
1: I always hated when Best Of albums had one random clinker.
0: Well, they... I know, and you felt like you had to buy the whole thing. Yeah. There were four new songs on this Best Of, and they sort of... It was great, because some of the the stuff like Love Goes to Building on Fire had not been on CD before, but then you have, like, this is basically an outtake and not that great and they're pretending it's a new song
1: I just hated having to buy the motel's best of just to hear only the lonely why
0: didn't you just buy the single
1: I didn't have any money why didn't you just the sing time? it around the house
0: wait you didn't have money but you bought the whole album why didn't you just sing it around the house what a I, jerk yeah
1: I did first that's in I, I, the house look I would have. I didn't have a house and an apartment at the time. Why didn't you and just? If I could have afforded the album, the single, I would have gotten it. Why didn't you I, just
0: do like a guest writing stint on SNL for a couple of weeks, or like just staff up, like like staff up for do a one day a week thing on Will and Grace or something? That's what I would do, do. if I were in that situation.
1: It was easier for me because at the time, the record store I would go to, the singles were a lot uh, more expensive than the albums.
0: Why do not you just refinance your second home? That's what I would have done. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So how do we feel about speaking in tongues? I feel like it's excellent.
1: This is my, uh, the album uh, that I listened to the most of the Talking Heads in my life. Really? Um, And Stop Making Sense, I guess. Yeah, me too. And uh, I have no regrets about it.
0: You you sort of live your life that way. You were telling me before we got on air. Is your kind of a I no look, regrets? You know what? Kind of I drive
1: down that road, and the rear view mirror is not installed in my vehicle. I've noticed that
0: with <laughs> all your cars, you have no rear view yeah. mirror. You've gotten into a lot of accidents, though, haven't you? No, but
1: it's great for when you're doing a hood mount uh, dialogue scene because it doesn't get in the way. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: How well, many this sports is, cars do you
1: have, David? Just yeah. real quick. Well, I'd have to go out to the. Uh, Airport and check. Okay, sorry. Oh, you keep them all in a airport. I keep them in a hangar at the airport, and uh, I have a guy
0: named Scott who takes care of them. You have a guy named Scott, really? Yeah. Okay. I wonder if we know him. You probably do. We should get him on the show. He should be a third host.
1: Scott Joplin is his name. No, no relation.
0: No relation to <laughs> the entertainer himself. Scott Joplin, you're. The guy that takes care of all your sports cars at the You're airport. Doing,
1: okay. I'm not going to play this gotcha game again. Sorry. You and gotcha games. I don't know. I what mean, is it? Well, we just could that do that all day long and it's just not going to get anywhere. So if you want to actually talk about the issues, we can.
0: I, issues? I mean, I sort of like to, but uh, speaking of Scott Joplin.
1: If you had me name the top 25 most famous scott joplin compositions (laughs) this would without question be on that list
0: it would like number 24 number 23 somewhere in there for sure i guarantee it my grandparents had a player piano i don't know if you've ever had one of those but they had one with all the scrolls that you have to load into the piano and then you like pedal it with your feet and this was one of the ones that i would pedal with my feet all the time and pretend i was playing. Did you know you could buy you can buy one of those pianos now but it's an Elton John piano and he apparently sat and played all of his hits into a piano that they just recorded him playing on and really? so now you can turn it on at home and it your your piano You're, plays awesome. exactly just how like you play. if he were there. Um
1: the uh, hearing you talk about these memories scott with this music in the background is very wistful
0: hmm.
1: and very it, it's evocative. melancholic
0: yeah it certainly is especially with a song like this which is a ode to a bygone age have you ever do you have that song dr jazz
1: by squeeze i handy,
0: probably do probably just somewhere
1: no, just apropos <laughs> of nothing i would just love to hear that
0: for some oh, reason, yeah. when I type in Joplin, Doctor Jazz comes up. Maybe, <laughs> maybe did Scott Joplin have anything to do with this? Let's check out the information on the track. Why would Joplin? Why would it come up? No, it's more that maybe a lyric. This. No lyrics. You're on the Jules. You're on the Jules Holland. Yeah, this it's is a Jules, Jules Holland. Holland search. No idea why, but this is Doctor Jazz. So guys, we like uh, speaking in tongues and Adam, you're uh, midway through your snack or where, what, what are you doing? Yeah, I, you know what? I have almonds and golden berries here and it was hard to resist. And so I was just tossing yeah, one just in. Yeah, just munching away, leaving it all up to me. Meanwhile, David, you're doing card tricks. Really, the lion's share of the work is being done by yours truly here on this show today. Isn't but that, I'm the
1: one who has to do all the uploading and promotion and true. Tr- promotion, transcoding, and all that. So,
0: oh, that's right. We are wainscoting on this uh, mm-hmm. on this episode. Uh, we have David Wayne and the two Scots. Um, any closing, final sentiments that we want well, to.
1: I'm going to say, since I'm uh, taken off at this point in terms of, you know, I'm going to let you guys handle the rest of the season here. Yeah. And I just want to say it's been a real journey. <laughs> and I do have, you know, my family, my mom and dad and so on. But I have another family. And it's you guys. Thank you. <laughs> and Really, uh, not, I
0: really, really appreciate that. that it's is... not the same
1: as, you know, the the actual blood family. No, but no,
0: we, I think we understand. May as well be. Is it just the blood? That's the only reason you like them better. It's the presence of blood. Huh. It turns we me both out. have blood. <laughs> oh yeah, we have blood. I'll I'll give you some of my blood if you want it.
1: Okay, I get it. It's a reference to like Dracula. I'm going to suck your blood. Okay.
0: Mm. Right. You're the one who <laughs> know, brought up yeah. blood. I don't. You,
1: I... <laughs> okay. You know, that now Are you scared you finally of Dracula? Got me. After all this time, you finally got me.
0: You're you're frightened of Dracula. Uh,
1: if Okay, you're trying to make me feel like Dracula's real, because if he is, then I would be frightened.
0: I've always, to be honest, I've always considered you to be like a Renfield type, you know, Mm -hmm. like just eating bugs and a mental slave to someone more powerful. (laughs) I'm yeah, assuming my, Tom Lennon, or... That's my thing. <laughs> um, well, David, it, it's really our pleasure having you on the show. It's always a good time whenever you come. Uh, your wealth of knowledge is only eclipsed by your incredible personality.
1: Well, I'm going to text you my number so that anytime you want me
0: back, I will <laughs> n- be able to If you to text be him, you may not need to include your number. <laughs> yeah, just, probably, I... just maybe a text that says, hi, this is David... I, I just said I was going to text you. I'll, I'll, I'll break it down from there. All right, cool. All right. Well, that's going to do it for thank us you, for this episode. Thank you, David. Thank you, guys. We are going and, to... Th- and
1: thank you, by the way, to everyone <sighs> listening. God,
0: yes. <laughs> We're going to see you next time. Until then, we hope that you found what you're looking for. Bye. Vote.